Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate. You call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more. Like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about a discussion of Marvel Christ Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I'm joined, not by Chris today, but I am joined again by Patrick, law talking guy from the Discord. How are you doing today, Patrick? Great, Jesse. How are you doing? Fantastic. We have another league in the bag, fully. Five down. Five down. That's that's a lot of leagues. It's pretty impressive. There's there's a lot of professional leagues that haven't made it this far. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And it's not even, I say impressive, it's more impressive in the sense of our community. You know, I'm not trying to pat Patrick and I on the back here on the sense of like trying to steer this. It's more along the lines of people show up every time, Patrick, and they show up in greater numbers every time. And we have even tougher competition every time. Oh man, this thing has just become from Shark Tank to Shark Tank. It's been ridiculous. Turns out when you got listeners all over the world that want to jump into this, it gets really scary really quick. Yeah, who 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 do a podcast full of people that like Marvel Crisis Protocol like to play Marvel Crisis Protocol? <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And they're good at it. Right. And I also think, you know, we'll obviously touch on this more today, but adding the feature of being able to jump affiliations, you know, jump between teams and stuff between rounds and stuff. I think that's really opened up a lot of competitive play and more kind of like experimental slash casual play during the league too, which I really like. For instance, I did a lot of that this league, just tried to learn stuff. And we'll talk about kind of like maybe the pros and cons of all that. But that was also a big first for us, like in a in a full sweeping form. Yeah, I think that was pretty much an unmitigated success. I you know, because when you know, without the list locks, 
you don't get stuck playing one roster. And if you lose your first round, then you're just kind of stuck playing out the string on something that you might not think is very good anymore. So yeah, I think that makes a big difference in terms of player engagement and keeping people want to come back for more. Oh, absolutely. I think also too, with the frequency of MCPs releases too, and like people want to like try new stuff. I mean, the league goes over some time, right? So the fact that it goes for a while, you can actually pivot to a new team if you really want to towards like, say, the back half of the league. I think that makes a big difference. And it is nice to halfway through the league, be able to bring the new hotness in for whatever uh, whatever new model decides to show its head. Oh, absolutely. I think we're going to be seeing some of that very soon with models oh, like 100%. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider right around the corner and things like yep. that. So I, I think we'll see a lot of those type of guys. Well, and especially a big model like that, where you can play oh, it yeah. on TTS, and you don't have to invest in it until you get a chance to play it out. That's kind of the best part, right? And I think that's probably a lot of the strength of this format of jumping between teams and you know models where it's just like, you're not bound to anything. You know, as you said, Patrick, if you don't really like your roster, or maybe round one and two you didn't really go the way you thought with the roster you kind of were trying to stick to or the team you were trying, well, now you can just try something new entirely. I know the the list that I play are are basically never written in pen, so it is really nice <laughs> to be able to kind of figure out, okay, that didn't work. Let me try this, and just just to have that flexibility and not have to not have to commit to something for that length of time. Because I mean, let's face it, we're all basically scared of commitment, right? I was going to add to that that we always um, many wargamer hobbyists that we are. We like to try different stuff. We like to get different okay. models to the table, right? And this kind of just feeds that whether it's a positive or negative, I'm unsure, but it definitely feeds that, <laughs> you know, yeah, by, by round, by round one, you're fascinated with Ulick, and by round three, it's Ulick, you bore me. Absolutely. So, you know, you can go different routes too. I also too think too about the hobbyists out there, you know, we got fantastic painters out there in our discord, like Dr. D and like Jeremy and others where it's like, they might also just got a new model painted on the table and they just want to apply it in practice on TTS. Right. So that's another element yep. too, of like, I just bought Ulick. Like I just got him painted. He's fully ready to go, but I've still never played him. And it's going to be a while so I can get him played on the table in person. So let's throw him in my roster and play him next round. And for as important as being listed in the Hall of Champions is, this isn't an LVO qualifier. This isn't something where you feel like you've got all kinds of stuff that's on the line. So it's, it's really sort of the perfect atmosphere and the perfect environment, not only to just learn the game and get better, but also to, to be a little experimental. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about all that today and we're going to talk about how the league went. We're going to talk about some of the statistics from the league, what it ended up looking like, which I think is we've got a really interesting meta to talk about today, Patrick, from this league. And then we're going to talk about what the future holds and what Fury's Secret War 6 coming up looks like. How do you get in it? How do you join and become part of it? Also, how do you participate in this next event? And when when's it going to be? But before we get into all that, I've got a couple people to thank real quick. Of course, Fury's Finest is supported by Mr. Laser. We love Mr. Laser. Go to mr-laser.square.site for all your Marvel Crisis Protocol needs. We also love and promote iWarGame. iWarGame makes the best marked MCP mats in the business and we highly recommend checking them out at iwargame.net but of course patrick you are here you are a patron our patrons support us at patreon.com slash finest 
If you enjoy our show and would like to support us and get access to our private Discord community and get access to things like this Fury's Finest Secret Wars League, like the Painting Gallery with No Name, more features of the Painting Gallery with No Name, like, you know, getting pickup games with others and just talking about the game and other games, you know, I'm looking at you, Shatterpoint and Legion, other games that have been discussed lately on the, on the Discord. Jumping on the Patreon is the way to do it and syncing your profile with your Discord is going to immediately add you in to the private Discord. So we take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support. We've got a special patron to thank today, Patrick. It is Robbie. Thank you, Robbie. Robbie, you're awesome. Keep it up. Absolutely. And of course, we cannot do this show without our Avenger producers that truly make Chris and I pay our bills and get this show off the ground. Thank you to Rusty, Rich, Puyon, and Sean. Thank you, Fantastic Four. They're legends. Absolutely. But that's it for our thanking everyone today, Patrick. Let's get right into our main topic, which is Fury's Secret War 5's conclusion. All right, Patrick, we're in the main topic. What are your thoughts? Let's just get right in. Secret Wars 5, like sweeping thoughts about how this this league in particular went. Just from a structural standpoint, I think I think we hit on, I think we finally got it after five events. I think we figured out how to structure and put the league together in a way where you've got players from literally every place on earth to be able to get them together get games in in a timely fashion and and get get a representative sample in for your for your final cut. So I, I think I think after four secret wars cuz we had one that was sort of an experiment different experimental format. I think we've landed on for the most part the structure that will be using going forward. Yeah, I think we've kind of like got it into a science per se and also, you know, shout out to like Windy City Games and like Longshanks, it's advanced a lot too since we've started these leagues, right? So the tools available to us to help us run these have gotten much better as well. This is why I support Longshanks. Oh, 100%. The, the, the folks at Windy City Games are just out of the ballpark awesome. I When I've had figured out trying problems with trying to figure out how to work Longshanks, have had a problem come up. I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't, I, I don't have to wait an hour to have not just like ask a question and get an answer, but like have a conversation with these people and, and talk wow. through what I want to do. And they're not shy with opinions. It's if, if, if you're suggesting something, you can very quickly get a Roy Kent. That's dumb, but it's, they're also <laughs> right. So it works out and, and they're fantastic. And Longshanks is just, I can't sing their praises. I enough. I agree completely everything you're saying. And I, I think you and I have just kind of like seen the system blossom and, and you've been on the ground floor the whole time, Patrick, just like getting these legs off the ground and, and, and seeing how Longshanks has changed as we've been doing yep. this. So nothing but wonderful things to say. If you are kind of on the fence about checking out the TTS leagues in general, like whether it's ours or the nebulous greater TTS league, or just, you know, other things on TTS, you know, make a Longshanks profile and get in there and, start like learning about statistics about the game but also like just start playing with some people and uh, recording your games and just learning what your strengths and weaknesses are and i just think it's an amazing tool and you know patrick and i talked about last episode but i mean it is a cool feature participation trophies of sorts but i mean badges really is what they are badges of honor in my opinion where it's like if you've played 30 games of x-men i mean that's a cool badge to have right like you've really worked at that right who doesn't love participation trophies? Come on now. Yeah, absolutely. So I, and I also think, you know, there's cool stuff with the, the leaderboards and stuff. Yeah. Longshanks is, Longshanks is great. I still, 
think it's a huge missed opportunity that the logo for criminal syndicate is like the hand instead of a money bag, but right. You know, nothing's perfect. Yeah. Here we are. We're talking about the logos that aren't quite right. That, you know, didn't exist (laughs) two leagues ago. Right. You know, which is incredible. The fact that we have these logos now, I'm so happy, but yeah, I I think the same way, (laughs) Patrick, where it's like, give me a, give me a diamond. Yeah. We are nerd war gamers. So if we, if nothing else, we will find the smallest things to complain about and complain about them bitterly. Oh, perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. And we also have a, uh, a propensity for detail and maybe it's like a little detail that's itching at us. So, so just to explain to the listeners that maybe didn't hear about the last league or didn't participate, we're going to kind of talk about like the numbers we had and like the players that kind of were showing up and then also the statistics and like rosters that were showing up. But right at the top, Patrick, I will say we did decide this time we were going to split it up into a North America and a world bracket. And that seemed to work really well. And with that, we had we had 40 players total, but we had eight in the world and 32 in North America. Yeah, from a tournament organizer standpoint, I couldn't have asked couldn't ask for much better just in terms of numbers coming out. To get to get a thirty-two on one and eight on the other, it's like well, that's just a, that almost could not have have come, come out better. But uh, yeah, it it really that splitting it out into those two complicated things a little bit in terms of figuring out how we're going to do a final cut. But yeah. it just made it just made scheduling so much easier when you didn't have to go through the whole Swiss round trying to have somebody from Cleveland trying to schedule a game against someone from Japan. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, of course, the leagues will merge when we get like yep. our top eight and stuff, which we'll talk about later. But, yep. you know, the fact that you play five primary games mainly within your time zone before you go to top eight, the top eight games are much more manageable, even with people across the world from wherever you are, because the game number is already lower. It's gotten a little bit more serious, right? And everybody's kind of just trying to work. Yeah. I mean, you got a ship on the line at that point. You know, all of a sudden getting up at two in the morning to play a game is a lot more palatable. <laughs> there it is. Perfectly said, Patrick. So yeah, I'm really happy that we had 40 players. We would love to increase this number in North America and world both respectively. And I think we probably will in the future, but you know, I think this format's going to stay. So yeah. if they can both continue to grow, they only make each other better and they only make the top eight more competitive and more interesting in the long run. But I really, I really think our world numbers will continue to grow as well, which I, which I'm really hoping they do. Yeah, I, I think both, I think both will will grow. And, 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 I mean, the nice part is, is that the fact that it broke out nice for organizing part it doesn't really matter for the Swiss level. You know, right. you just, you just have to kind of come up with a basic idea of how many players from the North America and how many from the Swiss to take to get into the top cut. And that, that, that's, that's not that complicated. Other than that, you're just, you're running, you're running, basically just running two Swiss tournaments and, and Longshanks is ready to rock and roll. And, and a game like MCP really does lend itself to that. I, it, you know, by the time you get five games in, you know, you've got a pretty good representative sample about who's playing well. Oh, Absolutely. I love that like we just learn so much about our community within the community, right? Through all this and getting more numbers and more participation is only going to like further widen that. And I'm yep. just really excited to see where the future goes. But let's talk about this Swiss phase, Patrick, real quick. Let's talk about some of the, the statistics you have because we did play five rounds in the Swiss phase, yep. which is very exciting. And let's also talk about after we talk about some statistics and kind of vamp on some affiliations and stuff, we'll definitely talk about the the top groups of those Swiss groups. Okay. 
So where do you want to start? Affiliations might be could be cool. I know it's it's a little tough because we do have the option to play a different affiliation every round. I may or may have not done that <laughs> myself, but I think this is pretty interesting and telling. Yeah, I mean, and it really, I thought it was really interesting how different the North American and the world sort of breakdown with regards to affiliations was. You know, so oh, so point. Yeah. in you know in North America, you really did have kind of a clustering of affiliations. So there was, I think there were 70 games total and you had 19 criminal syndicate, 15 guardians, 15 weapon X, 14 spider foes. And then everything else was just sort of sprinkled, sprinkled around. So you really did have, it was really top heavy, even though criminal syndicate has their own logo. It's still, there was a lot of criminal syndicate players. Whereas when you look at the world, it was much more spread out. You had, again, Criminal Syndicate, wrong logo, but the most popular, with six, Brotherhood with five. So but everything other than that was two, three, one. You had one, right. four, but you just had a, you had a much wider pool with regards to affiliations that were played in the world bracket than you did in the North American bracket, which I thought was really interesting. Also, other than Criminal Syndicate, you really didn't see a ton of a ton of crossover. Like you had, you know, Weapon X, there were there were 15 games in Weapon X in North America and right. three in the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's quite a difference, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm guessing if I, and if I'm remembering correctly, that's Weapon X was, was kind of the shiny new toy. So I will suspect that Fury's Secret War 6 will not see Weapon X as the second most powerful affiliation or second most popular affiliation. But uh, but it, it's just it's just interesting that uh, that that the North Americans love them some Weapon X and the, <laughs> the the rest of the world players not so much. We definitely got some Canadians, you know. So I'm I know the, I think know. of the bunker and stuff. Of the fifteen Weapon X players, let's face it, fourteen of them were Canadian. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and also too, Hellfire was one of the brand new shiny toys, and that's something I played in this league, and a few others did. But obviously, we had a much higher representation of Hellfire in. North America than the world. But, you know, it's funny to watch like the new things show up. Are people ready to jump quite in with them yet or not? Um, I think case in point, Patrick, with the Weapon X discussion, I think, yeah, Weapon X came out Christmas time. And I think people kind of got their feet under them with Weapon X and they were like, okay, this is a perfect time to like do this league because I've got a couple months of under my belt of playing Weapon X and maybe I'm ready. But, you know, something like Hellfire, which kind of came out at the beginning of the league or, you know, right early on, maybe less people are ready to just like fully jump in, but it, it is interesting to see these patterns and try to figure out what, what they mean. Yeah. Although, and I, I mean, I know it was just, I was just one guy ruling it, but I'm still trying to wrap my head around defenders going five and O in North America. That oh. is the, I, I think the technical term for that is banana pants. Well, that is a perfect setup of, if any, for us to talk about some of these top players that showed up in um, both leagues the the north america and the world both i'll talk about the top four of the world and the top eight of north america that works what do you want to say about the world patrick because it is wow what a gr- group of strong players first of all well yeah I mean, well i mean you know <laughs> they're a smaller the, group the guy on top who you know 
not doing too many spoilers, but he did pretty well. He did well. You know, just kind of runs away with it and, you know, goes five and oh in the world and rocking defenders in it too. But, but then everybody else is all, everything was jumbled up after that. You had, you had eight players and going in to what would have been game five. You had, if I remember correctly, you're going to get, we were going to get six out of six of the top eight. We're going to be coming out of North America and two were going to come out of the world. And there were five players that were open for that number two spot going into the last match. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, which is, I mean, which is exactly what you want. I mean, you, you, you want to have, you want to have a tournament where it's that competitive where all the sharks are just swimming around each other and, and, you know, and, and just, you know, one die roll is going to make a difference in terms of who gets to advance and, and, and who gets to stay up. It's fantastic. It's just, it, you know, it's, it's really fantastic. It's really a testament to the skill level of the skill level and the competitiveness of, of the group as a whole. Oh, absolutely. No. And I mean, I'll give these people their proper due. I'll, I'll mention the top four of the world, Patrick, while we're here, because yep. it was Jonah, yep. Will, Mario, and Alyssa. These players, they've shown up in other leagues. It's not like, you know, when these are names we recognize, you know, so I know. it's no shock, I guess is what I should say. And, I, you know, shout out to everyone in the world because everyone in the world played their games and did well. And obviously people trying out a bunch of stuff too really impressed me. And like you said, kind of crazy in the world that like four, five and six spot were all like neck and neck, right? With their games and, and their win-loss ratio and stuff. And, you know, sometimes the Swiss pairings, certain things happen, you know? Well, and, and not to be too spoilery, but we're going to get to North America and that's not going to be too terribly different. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this top eight in North America. So our top seed was Kevin and Kevin yep. is incredible. A shout out to Kevin, who is also known to me as Emperor Kevin. That's a hello there, tie-in, And that's his name there. He likes the dark side. Anybody who goes five and zero with defenders can call himself whatever he wants. I, I think Emperor is what he wants to call himself. I was much more going to go that he should be, you know, wearing a wearing a gold outfit with a cobra 100%. head on the back and flying a chariot. He's he's full Serpentor as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, that's a perfect perfect callback, Patrick. But continuing with our top eight of North America, we had Brandon, we had myself, we had John Luca, we had Eric, Michael, Doctor D, and actually Colson. So we had a really interesting top eight. And like you said, Patrick, and I think you kind of alluded to spoiler, spoiler wise, these are some names we see often in these leagues. 100%. And again, and because it cut down, I mean, just the way it went, because it cut down to six, you know, Kevin was five and oh, and then the way it played out, two through six were four and one, and then seven, Dr. D, sorry, my dude, was three and two. So you really had a clean cut to make it into top eight which means all those last games you know really had a lot on the line because you had you just had all kinds of i mean we ended up with you know 15 players at three and two so you had so many games that Not crazy were, you know that you know all you know five rounds in and it's you know you, you know this is you're playing this to move on or you're not playing this to move on, which which again is exactly exactly what you want in a tournament like this in, you know, you want to, you know, you, you want to, you want to make sure that the Swiss round has some meaning to it. You want to make sure it's got some gravity to it, but you also want to make sure that, you know, you're, you've got a whole bunch of people at, at, at game five that are like, okay, 
what what roster am I going to take? Because this is going to decide whether I move on or not. It's wild, man. It's just wild stuff. And, you know, not to discredit like anyone after top eight, because, I mean, if we kept going in North America, it is notable. There's like 32 players in North America. Like we had, you know, just like nine through 12, we had names I recognize as well. You know, we had yep. Goodnight Nurse, who's a local and friend of mine. We had Will, we had Jeremy, a staple of Fury's finest discord. Mm-hmm. And then we had Flumpy, who is Mr. Laser himself. So yeah. we had just like this incredible group that all did well, because I mean, if you're three and two at a tournament of this caliber, which all these people were or better, I mean, come on, right? Like it's like you played really, really well. I mean, look, I would take it takes me like maybe two and a half secret wars to get to three wins. So massive props for those folks. These guys are are the killers, definitely in the group. I mean, and 100%. Shout out to Dr. D because, you know, we love him. He's a dear friend. And unfortunately, my game five was against Dr. D. And, you know, we had to we had to battle it out, you know, and probably one of us was knocking the other one out. And, and it's OK, because if he didn't win, there was no way he was going to complain that the game was rigged. We're, we're totally fine. Totally fine. Uh, we're going to talk about how it's not rigged. I've been telling you guys all along. It's not rigged, you know, and well, again, um, I, I, you know, we, we, we just keep trying not to spoil things, <laughs> not spoiling things. So let's move on to our championship. So of okay. course now we have a, a top eight that ends up being Jonah, Eric, myself, Brandon, John Luca, Kevin, Will, and Michael. So Let's talk about these top eight stats, I guess, Patrick, because we we did play three games in the top eight. And let's talk about maybe some of the affiliations that are represented in the top eight. Does it look evocative of the meta at large? Is it is it different? You know, I would say it's actually kind of different. It's different. It's different. So many criminals. So, so many. many criminals. Man, Ulick just See, like had, ushered in. Had nine games of criminal syndicate, five brotherhood. Three between Guardians, Defenders, and Asgard, because that's totally what the meta is. And then one game of Shield. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so I mean, I think it's pretty clear this group, for the most part, is zigging when everybody else is zagging. And that's to the that's to the benefit of the of the tournament as a whole because you're getting you're getting to see uh, you're getting to see things that 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 you don't normally see and 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 quite honestly stuff like this is uh, you know they're laboratories they're you know so we're you know the players like this are gonna play in leagues like this and they're gonna find stuff that works and they're gonna go to in person tournaments with you know with LVO invitations on the line and they're gonna roll out and I guarantee you somebody is gonna get surprised by a defender's roster and lose a game they otherwise weren't otherwise weren't gonna lose. Shout out to Kevin just making the defenders a threat. 100%. I had to play That's Kevin just... in this league. Yeah, it was his list was very impressive, and he knew it. Obviously, like the back of his hand, and it's something I've talked about on the show, as you guys know, as listeners, since the very beginning. You know, I've always said, most importantly, play what you enjoy, play what you know, and you know, whatever's meta, not meta, all that stuff. Don't get too fixated on that because clearly, you do better, and you certainly enjoy the game better, and when you play what you know. And also also in those games, when you lose, you have a much more clear understanding of why you lost because it's something you know, right? And you know where it went wrong, probably. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the statistics in this really does drive home the fact that a game like Crisis Protocol... I mean, obviously the skill of the player makes a difference and and there are 
rosters that that have more competitive advantage. But it really does show that you can win with just about anything, which I'm not going to lie is probably a bad example for me because I'm just going to keep rolling Sentinels out. And there it is. I mean, it's it's inevitable. It's like every time I think, okay, it's time to put them away. Wait, defenders went five and oh, heck no. Bring the stompy boys back. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, they're just so cool to get to the table, right? Like you just can't deny I, it. That no so one can. Fun. So much fun. And, and it's, it is now officially my thing. Yeah. It's your thing. And you're doing prep work for the future when they get more releases and you'll be 10 steps ahead of everyone, you know, oh, from your, from your lips. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, but yeah, I just think we learned a lot from this league and I think let's just talk about how this finale went, this top four of sorts. I mean, it ended up being Jonah, Eric, yep. myself, and Brandon. And, you know, Jonah was running Magneto and Mystique Brotherhood the whole way. Yep. Eric was running Asgard the whole way. Brandon was running Criminals the whole way. I'm talking, these guys were running the string Swiss too. And uh, of course, I, I mentioned it in passing, but I played a different team every round of the Swiss. And then I played two teams in the final three games. So I, you know, I played a lot of different teams this league and I ended up playing Shield. I was the one Shield game in this cut. But then, of course, I played some Mystique Brotherhood and Hellfire myself. And it's so cool to see this final game, Patrick, which we're going to talk about now, which was Eric and Jonah. And Eric was my only loss in the top cut. We had a insane game that was just yep. like anyone could win at any moment you know we're, we're playing shield versus asgard on gamma you know so it's just like is asgard gonna defend is shield gonna do the damage or vice versa you know <laughs> and oh the asgardians are moving to the middle gamma we'll see what happens you know do they get shot a lot or do they you know throw everybody out and you know eric just played so well and so clean you know he knows that affiliation and that's what makes such a difference but it, but again you have you have such a maligned leader in thor and and you know you in the hands of a skilled and experienced player you see what can happen you you see what he does with it it's just oh yeah it, it really is it's it's a testament to the balance in the game which not apparently not not every tabletop miniature game has the blessing of well and eric too like knows the power of that leadership and uh, you know we've always talked about it's one of the better leaderships in the game for sure and it's Mm -hmm. like so if you can get thor to perform on top of this awesome leadership that you know how to use well it can really win you the game and in our game you know those couple leadership triggers really was what won him the game were because our score was neck and neck could have gone to anyone at any time and it's like little bits of heels like that against a team like shield absolutely amazing i mean they're little paper cut guns you're just shaking that off you know if you can serve if you can survive long enough and eric most definitely did and he showed me the way of asgard and i had a feeling eric was going to be <laughs> in this final game you know because he knew uh-huh. asgard so well now at the same time we got people like kevin out there who was our top seed of north america playing this crazy defender stuff right and then we got jonah just playing magneto and mystique the whole time like just going full brotherhood i know it's it's you know the the fact that the the fact that the championship game of a tournament of this size and caliber was mystique versus thor is awesome awesome (laughs) yeah it's really good yeah so let's talk about that that last game 
in that round three of the top cut, of course, where Jonah and Eric squared off because they both were undefeated at this moment. And they played Cosmic Invasion and Fear Grips the World. So they played double D-shaped scenarios, which is very interesting. And their score was neck and neck. I mean, this is what you want to see. You know, it's exactly what you want to see. I know. I mean, to have to have a championship game go get decided 16 14 you know that's that's what you want to see that that's just that is that is showing that you've got you've got two high quality players at the top of their game somebody's just ultimately gonna make something happen or somebody's gonna make the one little bit of mistake and that's all it's gonna take to get someone the dub it's crazy yeah this last round was just a crazy round patrick where it's like i ended up playing kevin yep john luca ended up playing brandon and then we had will and michael squaring off a criminal mirror <laughs> so you know we just had like interesting things happening who doesn't love a little kingpin on kingpin violence oh of course kingpin on kingpin yeah they played kingpin on kingpin on superpowered scoundrels so that's that's something i wish i could have seen like a stream or something because that's absolutely incredible i will count double no i will count double <laughs> yeah yeah i throw you off no i throw you off i walk back and throw you off you know so it's it's the the criminal way just sit on points but so patrick do you have any insider info on this final game between jonah and eric a little bit i know that they talked about it uh i know they talked a little bit about it on discord i didn't get i didn't hear too much about it right jonah's congratulatory message basically said that the game turned on fat thor turning up yeah, which uh, having having played Asgard before, I can I Unworthy I can Thor, testify. I know what I know what that's I I know what that's like. I have had Thor sit on the other side of the board against Noob Killer one nine, and boy, it's not great. <laughs> yep, it happens to all of us in the game, right? And yeah, ugh, that's tough. Yeah, especially when the score is that close. It's just so funny because that is Thor's design. It's like if he is hitting wilds and doing average or better than average damage he is just like out of control quite honestly because <laughs> i mean he's throwing everybody it's like the staggers if he's throwing damage from range but then also you know if he's missing you feel like oh my gosh i'm not getting his best value which is you know <laughs> these wild triggers and, and getting some damage in and and you know but on top of having the amazing leadership but it's like he's got to get some of those triggers absolutely one of my biggest bugbears about the game is that i do think it's really important for the game that the iconic characters are on the table and ubiquitous that you know you should show up and you should see a lot of the characters that you expect to see so seeing thor at that level you know just like okay that's how we're supposed to work that's that's what it's (laughs) supposed to look like so i am i was very happy to see that yeah no absolutely and eric brought it with thor this league but you know Jonah took the whole thing with brotherhood yeah. the whole way. He came from the world and into the the top cut and ended up going, you know, just brotherhood the whole way. I think he played one Malekith game, one Malekith cabal game in the, the world games. But other than that, he was just playing brotherhood and undefeated. Yeah. We North Americans have a title to reclaim apparently. Apparently, but now we know, and it's been announced to the world. It's not rigged. Yes. <laughs> so we're here. Oh, see, I, that's just what you want people to think. It's like, you know, I'll I'll let this one go because then it'll put the rigged thing to bed. And then when I win the next 10, I won't be able to say anything. Right? That's how it works. It could. It could. I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, I guess never say never. I think a good start for me potentially to win again is probably not play different affiliation every round. But I'm happy I did it. 
because I learned a ton this league. I mean, I was playing things like Brotherhood and Cabal that I'd never played, right? I've never played them. And they really opened the door to me as a player because I, I learned a lot about some of these bad guy factions. I just haven't had the time to play and in person games, you know, so that was really helpful for me. And then I ended up kind of maining Hellfire, like as the league kind of ran out. I did play a little bit X-Men and Shield as well, but I really got, fell in love with Hellfire. Oh, I love me. I love me some Hellfire. I've been, I have been, uh, I've been, I've been taking Emma as sort of the, 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 the affiliation to play when yep. my opponent has somebody that can throw a Sentinel because Sentinels, when they get thrown are very, very sad. <laughs> yep. I've been, uh, I've been running Emma as sort of plan B and oh my goodness, she's fun to play. <laughs> Oh, she's so much fun. Absolutely. I've, I've been slamming the Hellfire games in person and in these leagues and learning a lot. And, you know, it's quickly become one of my main factions, which, you know, is, is a cool thing to say. So I'm excited to see what we all do the next league, quite honestly, Patrick, and what that ends up looking like affiliation wise and what models are going to come out then. Cause you know, AMG has been announcing all this cool stuff coming in July, but we have no idea what's coming in August and stuff. And I honestly could see some really neat teams represent this league. Myself personally, I may be trying some Wakanda, you know, so Mm -hmm. that, but that leads us to the next league. Let's talk about Fury Secret War six. What are our plans that you and I have for the league? And also what are some like tweaks and changes we're going to try to make over time, but also present questions to the discord and the patrons and let them vote on. So Fury Secret War 6 is, I mean, we've we've got the basic format down. So Secret War 6 is going to look a lot like Secret Wars 5. We're going to have a North American Swiss and we'll have a World Swiss. And based on the total numbers will be how big of a cut we get. We're, we'll, we'll functionally use AMG's guidelines in terms of when you go to four, when you go to eight, just adding the North American and the world together and trying to put a representative ratio in terms of how many from North America and how many from world go to get into the top cut. So it, the the math was super easy this time, but but it'll functionally work the same way. If, if you know, world's got 30% of the players of the overall player pool, then approximately 30% of the top cut will be represented by world players. That's, that's the, that's the, the basic concept. I mean, the, the, it won't come out quite that cleanly, but that that's basically what we'll be looking at. Okay. So similar format to how we're going to like build the North American group and the world's group, any changes we're going to make to like, I guess this is a good time just to talk about if someone's kind of new entirely how we do the league and like, We've, we've already mentioned like it's not going to be list locked, right? And kind of what the Swiss looks like and, and what you can expect with that the, for this next league. Okay. So, so if you're new to this and you're unfamiliar with what, with what a Swiss league is, it doesn't mean that you have to be neutral or like chocolate. What right. it means is it's a particular style where basically what happens is your first game is selected randomly and then using both records and tiebreakers, the intent is for each subsequent round for you to be matched up against a player of your equivalent record and strength of schedule. So, you know, if, if you're, you know, if you're O and three, you're likely to be playing another O and three player. Whereas if you're three and O, you're likely to be playing another three and O player. The intent is to use the performance within that tournament to match people of similar 
accomplishments within the tournament, just to, 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 to equalize it, to give everybody a better experience. Plus the idea is really to find the best players by, you know, five games, particularly five games with this quality of a player pool. It really is a representative data set to say, okay, who's, who's, who's earned their way into the top cut. So that's how this, that's how this, that's how the Swiss works. We will not do a roster lock. I think, I think we've, I, th- I think everybody who's running TTS leagues has, has, has realized that that's the way to go. Right. Um, so every round you can play an entirely different roster. You can play whoever you want to play. You just gotta show up with, you gotta show up with a legal roster. That's all you gotta do. And then we'll play our five rounds and then we'll make our cut and it'll you know it'll be a cut to four or a cut to eight i would guess it'll be given the amount of players we'll have it'll be at least eight yeah and then i didn't make this clear enough i think last time but i will this time you know the the top cuts a single elimination you know it's you know you you know you you know you you win in advance you don't you you lose and you're done if you want to keep playing obviously you can keep playing that's fantastic but it's it's survive in advance okay so presumably, if you go the whole way, you're looking at eight games, like Jonah did. Eight games for uh, for the championship. You don't have to go eight no. Although, I mean, obviously, some people do, but yeah. you don't have to go eight no. You just have to survive out of the out of the Swiss phase. So in North America, we had a whole bunch of foreign ones that yeah. were able to make it into top cut. And in worlds, actually, it's in three and twos. So, so it's real important if you if you lose a game that you, you keep your grind on because that doesn't necessarily mean you're out of contention. If you're four and one, you've still got a real good shot to advance. And if you're three and two, you've uh, you've you've still got life. So you know, so it still leaves you an opportunity to get into the into the top cut. And once you're there. All the records reset, and you just you just need three wins. Your your three wins from the Hall of Champions. Just bring it home. Absolutely, that's right. Absolutely. So with it not being list locked, and with you know keeping these games in mind. So the way we do the league is we obviously have the signups on the Patreon Discord. We obviously give a lot of information before the league starts, so you'll be ready. But the way it'll work is you know you'll definitely have to sign up through the stuff on the Discord through our documents, and then of course the long shanks. And then once you're in the long shanks, you know. When week one's date starts, which Patrick and I are looking at August now for the next league, you will be paired up with your first opponent. And it's basically from that moment on, you know, we will let you know everyone's Discord handles and things like that. And you, it's on you to get your game scheduled and played and the allotted time, which, you know, we've tried different times for the allotted times, right, Patrick? Yep. So I'm again, going to be thanking uh the folks at windy city to to help me out because when we weren't having games being played that was always kind of a challenge for what to do and you know try to figure out what's a way to resolve that in a way that's fairest to everybody so so i got in touch with the i got in touch with with the windy city folks and they said that actually from a statistical standpoint, the fairest thing to do if a game isn't played is you just don't play it. You just leave mm. it open and you move on. And because then what happens is the the first tiebreaker is strength of schedule. And strength of schedule, you can actually go on the Longshanks website and they'll show you the formula for how they calculate strength of schedule, which I think is fascinating, but is I'm probably in a 
very distinct minority about that. <laughs> but functionally, it, it's 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 how how well your opponents play and how well your opponents' opponents play. Yep. Of and so if you like, what I was what I was doing initially was just doing forced draws, and what that would do is it had the same effect on the players who didn't finish because you don't get that extra win, which makes it harder to get into the top cut. Right. But it also lowered the strength of schedule for the, their opponents and their opponents' opponents. Mm. So if you just leave the game unplayed, then as far as strength of schedule goes, it looks like nothing happened. So okay. it makes it, it makes it fairer for the rest of the community. So, so that's going to be the baseline of how we handle games that where we run out of basically run out of time. Fury Secret Wars Five was a two week game window, and we right. put that to a vote for the players. The and it's really kind of there's there's an upside and a downside. The upside to a two week is people have time to get their games in. Uh, even with the scheduling, you know, we all have yep. other things to do. We all have other wolves at the door. So two weeks really was helpful for people to be able to get games in. The downside is, is that the league took a while and it really did feel like it kind of dragged and lost some momentum. Now, I think Jesse and I have some ideas in terms of how we can avoid that and have some yep. means to, to keep interest in the league. But that whether it's one week or two week, we're going to leave to the participants. It'll basically, we'll put that up to a vote as we're doing our signups. It was relatively close, if I recall, last time. So we'll 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 see what the we'll see what the wisdom of the Discord comes up with for Fury Seeker War Six. But either way, knowing that the the two week clock is the two week clock, and if it's not played, it's not played, unless there's an appeal ahead of time to you know to a tournament organizer. Sure, basically you or me. You know, because there might be there might be times where somebody's trying to get a game in, and and it might not be fair to do it that way. And so we'll leave that door open. But by by default, me not having to do anything, it will make the tournament go faster. It will make me happier, and yep. more importantly, it will make my wife happier because I will be complaining less. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's always tough on us as tos and organizers, where it's like we've dragged out weeks because of things, you know, yeah. and, and things like that. And that's extra bad on the two week format, right? Because now we're, now we're looking into past the two week format <laughs> of dragging and everybody's waiting. And I think this league going forward, we are going to be a little bit more, not harsh, but just more stoic in the sense of, you know, we typically have Sunday late evenings as our cutoff time. And it's like, if late Sunday evening is the cutoff time, you know, it's been established. It's been set in stone. You have either a week or two weeks to get your game in. You know, Patrick and I are just going to uh, run the numbers late Sunday night yep. and call it good and move on. Now, of course, life happens. Things get in the way. Players do plan and and people maybe ghost them or don't respond, things like that. That is a little bit of a different situation entirely than both people just not be able to make it work. That is more of a, a miscommunication or maybe something's going on. And, you know, maybe that does look more like a concede option, right? And and the players can typically discuss that between themselves. And, you know, we've had reach outs with that as well. And this league's been really good at that. I mean, I, there's been points in time where I've had more, I've had more times where I've had to talk people out of conceding yeah. than of having to shove a concede over somebody's objections. So, 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 I mean, and then, and that, again, that's just a testament to the, the, the level of sportsmanship that is within the community that 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 we have so so 
I'm not worried about it. I just, I think, I think being more intentional about moving the game as moving the games along as they're scheduled, I think will help keep, uh, keep things, keep things in track, keep things moving, keep more interest. And with some of the other things that Jesse and I've talked about, I think we have some ideas in terms of how to keep the community as a whole engaged with how the tournament is going. Yes. And we have a lot of cool things we're going to announce on the discord regarding that and obviously keeping it a little bit more lively. And I think too, Patrick, just this, if the game's not done, we're just, we're pressing next round. You know, I think that keeps people focused, but also keeps people, you know, maybe less stressed if they're, they are holding up the entire group, you know, inadvertently due to something that happened in life. Maybe they don't have to worry about that now. They just, we, uh, you either reach out to us and, you know, we'll deal with it via that, or do we just press next round and, people always have that because in my experience the toughest thing with these leagues is when you start staggering and we start delaying then people's like circadian rhythms get off right because they're they were already planning on okay every two weeks i play a furious finest game i get i know who i'm gonna play late sunday night or early monday morning u.s time and then i basically plan around that according but when that starts getting pushed and pushed and pushed it does get a little complex and people get a little confused myself included you know and it's it's it is tough to keep it going but if you can kind of roughly you can look at the calendar right by this format we're doing now and you can know basically all, all the weeks your games will be right and you can kind of plan accordingly and so without the staggering in the way it's going to make things a lot tighter and the other thing too if, if we're having a more regular schedule i mean everybody who's playing in this ultimately is making it some level of a priority so yeah. if if we can on the on the side of the people running the tournament, if we can show that, yeah, it's worth you making it a priority, then I think that will help. Whereas if the game feels, if the tournament just feels like it's just kind of going nowhere, well, no one's going to be really motivated to break their neck to try to get a game in. So Mm, I think, I, I think there's an obligation to the significant majority of players who are, being diligent and moving things along to make sure that they're rewarded for their diligence while still keeping open. I mean, you always want to keep the door open for unusual circumstances to be fair about a particular yep. circumstance. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, I, I will write the rules that will vest a remarkable amount of power in the tournament organizers. So we'll be good. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And of course, life happens and emergencies happen. And, you know, Patrick and I are a short message away from letting us know a type of stuff. And, you know, maybe we can figure something out. But in the but in the least, now you know that, you know, as Patrick said, mathematically, your SOS, all these things will definitely be less hurt and not really affected by this format of us just leaving the game unplayed and moving on to the next round. And, you know, that benefits the entire group as a whole, keeping the pace going, but also keeping the SOS and MOV and everything tight, quite honestly. Yeah. So what, what I'm really looking forward to with six, now that we've kind of got the logistics down, now that we've kind of got the bones of the tournament down, what I'm really looking forward to is having six be much more, much more visible, much more able to be seen where not just the people who are participating in it, but the entire community can really be able to get a feel for what's happening in the tournament, how it's going, what's, you know, to have it feel like a real living, breathing thing. I live in Omaha, Nebraska, and 
we Omaha has hosted the College World Series forever. Right. And that tournament, everybody here really does kind of feel like it's a part of it and and you can kind of know what's happening as the tournament is going on. So I I want the Discord, I want this community when Secret Wars is going, I want it to feel like, oh yeah, we're in the middle of an event. And and Perfect. we can be a part of it. Even if we're not playing, we can see how we can see what's happening. It's just it, you know, it, everybody everybody likes an event. Everybody likes yeah. seeing something that's a part of it. And 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 that's the next phase in growing the tournament is getting it visible so that you know, we're not hiding it anymore. You know, it's not being hidden anymore. It's like, you know, the, peop- the people who are playing and people who play particular games know how awesome these particular games are. Well, now we're going to get a chance to share that with everybody. Couldn't agree more, Patrick. Again, you know, we've had moments of that throughout the years of doing this, of the Secret Wars, where it's like, it's pretty electric in that Discord, mm-hmm. you know, in the Secret Wars tab. And people are talking about their games, talking about some moments, people congratulating each other on their play and, you know, making the game tight. So, you and I are going to make it our prerogative to, of course, facilitate that, but of course, do some fun stuff on the side that we're going to announce after the league is fully going that just going to make it more exciting overall for the players. But like you said, the observers, the the world at large, hopefully. My intent is to, as we're going through this, to make at least four people in the Discord think, man, I missed out on not playing in that tournament. I'm going to do it next time. <laughs> Perfectly four. said. Four people. I have no idea why it's four, but it's going to be four. (laughs) Write it down, folks. Yeah, four people. You know, quite honestly, Patrick, a lot of people reached out to us after we did the last couple leagues and they were like, oh, I'm joining five. You know, I'm doing it. And they showed up, you know, and even if you can't like finish the tournament, maybe maybe your win record is not where you want to be, but and then life starts hitting and you're like, I'm going to bow out the last round or two. That's fine. You know, that's completely fine. Like you showed up, you played what you could with your schedule and you got to meet hopefully some wonderful people across the world in this amazing community I get to be a part of, you know, that is just incredible that you guys are even out there at all. You know, the the, the upside of that is the entry fee to this tournament, super reasonable. <laughs> that's right. It's, uh, I guess, as low as a dollar. That's right. That's right. It's, it's, really as low as that. it's as so. low as a dollar. It's as low as a dollar. And if you haven't done that yet, come on. What are you waiting for? I love it, Patrick. You yeah. are missing out. You have got to make that happen, my friend. I mean, if anything, you're missing out on just Dr. D's periodic hobby hangouts, you know, which I think are incredible. I'll just jump in and two or three people all chatting, hobbying, and just having a fun time, you know, but I mean, there's just so many elements to the discord outside of the furious finest league. It's kind of, it's kind of insane at this point. So I, maybe you're not quite ready for the league or you want to kind of feel it out, join the discord through the Patreon and just look at the secret wars stuff and see if it's for you. I, I absolutely a hundred percent. I agree. Although I will tell you, you may be one of my four. Okay. That's, I, that, I will have you targeted. If you think, if you think that the league is not for you, you need to be aware I've got you in my sights, my friend. (laughs) It's perfect. It's perfect. And like we alluded to earlier, I think it's an amazing way to obviously meet people, get guaranteed games when life gets crazy. This is obviously huge in my life, you know, where I have a lot of family time and a lot of work time and, you know, in-person games aren't always happening or happen on a consistent basis. So the league is a guaranteed way that I know games are getting played. And also on top of that, Patrick, I can try things that I might not yet own. Maybe Mbaku, maybe Claw, something like that, right? So it's a good way to help confirm your purchases and 
see what you want to do this next season of your MCP like life coming up is the way I look at it. The the minute Cosmic Ghost Rider was released, first thought one, that's super interesting. And two, I don't have any idea when I would ever buy and paint that thing. And I am the kind of player that I just cannot put something on the table that's not painted. So TTS is perfect example, you know, a perfect opportunity. It's like, well, I can, I can plop Frank Castle Spirit of Engines on the table and I don't need to touch a brush. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Then maybe you fall in love with him on the table, right? And right. You know, Except for I hate him. And it's like, I'm yep. sure glad I didn't drop 50 bucks on that. <laughs> TTS is kind of super cool that we even have that privilege to do that. You know, it's kind of unusual. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Most minis games don't have something like that, right? You just kind of got to spend a lot of money and then decide you didn't like the model and then you feel kind of weird, right? So it's it's definitely a tool for that as well. And obviously there's all sorts of elements of friends you'll make along the way. I mean, we see people all the time in the Furious Finest patron discord just getting pickup games that that met in the Secret War Leagues, right? And there's getting pickup games on a weekend. It's not a league game at all. It's just a, I've got a qualifier coming up. I want to learn how to play X-Men or something. Is someone available to play, right? Exactly. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see how Amazing Spider-Man works in Hellfire. Something that simple. I think he can work in Hellfire. Oh, <laughs> so, oh I, 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 I am happy to report that Amazing Spider-Man feels real good in Hellfire. Yeah, <laughs> turns out web swings are good. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, yeah, healing on a model like that is pretty amazing. He is what I was hoping he would be. Incredible. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this like discussion of Patrick and I. I mean, also if you're like new to the podcast or you're new to like just maybe you recently joined the Patreon Discord and stuff like this all kind of a peek behind the curtain of some of us that uh try to run some stuff on the Discord and you know and and put a voice to the text, I guess. Patrick especially. It's always so exciting to get him on the mic. This is a blast. I always, I always get a kick out of it. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. We are thrilled to have you. If you're not a member of the Discord yet, again, what are you waiting for? It's a dollar. You should do this. Our plan right now is by the time you are hearing this, right. we should have our Secret War 6 sign-up sheets ready to go. And the plan would be for first games to be starting on sunday august 6th at right around midnight central daylight time united states because that's where i'm from and i'm the boss perfect that's exactly right (laughs) i love it yeah and that keeps us in that kind of sunday rotation and you know keeps it super clear with people and you know we'll we'll have very Define timelines then too. So if you you want to jump in, you've got a couple of weeks to do it. You've got a, basically a month or less to jump in the Discord and kind of sign up and and get to know the lay of the land and you know get to meet some people and stuff and hopefully join us on our next league. We're really excited to have you and you know get more players, more variety, more interactions, more community building is what we're trying to do. So we guys hope you like enjoyed this overview of everything and uh, got to know me and Patrick a little better and what goes on with the league. Anything else to add, Patrick? Oh, only that I'm super stoked we're at six already. I'm really excited to see to see how six feels when we're making it more visible to the community. I think I think I think this is the thing that going to make the league go from good to great. Perfectly said. Yeah, and we've been refining the league itself for so long, so it's so exciting to like 
have the league so refined now and tight, add these other elements around it. Like you said, they're going to give visibility, excitement on top of this kind of well-oiled machine, hopefully. Yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, it, you know, it only took us five tournaments in a year and have to figure out what the heck we're doing. So now we're ready to go. It's awesome. Well, and you know, TTS and Longshanks both have come away since then too. So, I mean, shout out to the TTS mod and Longshanks like we did earlier, where it's like they've grown with us. So we're, we're all just getting better every day. 100%. You know? Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Of course, Furious Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Furious Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Furious Finest. And that, of course, when you join the Patreon and you add your Discord to your Patreon profile, you'll immediately get added to Discord and get access to the League and other features of our wonderful Discord. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Furious Finest Cast and Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch at Furious Finest. You can always email us furiousfinest at gmail.com and leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice it really means a lot to us we see you guys you're out there in droves it's incredible Uh, if you can leave a five-star review it's great but if you can write a review on top of that man that's next level and if you can't support us via patreon the best way to support us is just sub to the show listen and leave us a five-star review of course you can find me jesse everywhere online same place that's twitter instagram discord Longshanks, everything at jesse aiken that's j-s-s-e-e-a-k-i-n and of course you can find chris on twitter at chris bruffett and that's c-h-r-i-s-b-r-u-f-f-e-t-t where he sometimes tweets patrick where can everyone find you any of your friendly neighborhood social media sites, you can find me at Patrick Rungi, R-U-N-G-E. And you can find me on the Discord machine. I Now I got my fancy new Discord handle. It's just Law Talking Guy. Ooh, nice and clean. Yeah, it's all it's all there. I love the new Discord. Very handle. excited to not have numbers anymore. Yeah, it's it's very helpful to just like know someone's name and be, like, be able to, re- to reach out to them. So, of course, you know, if you join the Discord and have any questions about the league, you, you of course, can Discord Patrick or, or myself on just the Discord, like direct messages and just any questions you have, any, you know, trepidation or anything like that, or just anything you're unsure about. Because, I mean, it is a little bit of like for your first time jumping in, it is a small leap of faith. But I mean, you know, once you figure out just like how the Longshanks works and how to get a hold of your opponent, it just it just works. If you have not played in, in anything like this before, this community is super helpful. You will be inundated with people who will be wanting to help you out, to get you set up on Longshanks, to walk you through a game on TTS. It is, I mean, I figured out how to do it. So if, if I can make this work, you can absolutely make this work. This has all been a learning experience for myself as well. And, you know, just this community is very helpful at lear- helping you learn it. So if you're maybe unsure of how to run TTS or Longshanks, before the league starts, we've got, you know, a little over a month of time to like jump on the Patreon and get situated and people will happily guide you through the processes at our discord if you just reach out. So we're happy to help you with that as well. 100%. Can't wait to see you. Until next time. Thanks for listening. True believers. Is it Excelsior? It's Excelsior. Yes. I got it right. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. 